Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. It's. I mean, I mentioned this a little bit on the, um, on the actual episode, but definitely top three scores. Yeah. So there's this podcast I sent to you for two hours. They just dissect the podcast. These like brilliant musician dudes, and it's like dissect if, the score. Sorry, dissect the score. Like mm-hmm. this is the kind of like, like nerdy podcast. You know what? And now I can't even remember the name of it. I feel bad about that because I would. Art lo- of the score, I think. Art it's of- one of those that are like, why didn't we think of that? Well, okay, we didn't think of that because we weren't going to spend a ton of time at a piano. I mean, it is like that's true. Next level, like, like I, I think a lot of people would listen and be like, "This is too like, you know, like you're talking about this right. too deeply." But for people that yeah, they, love... they need ground level, which is a bassoon. That's yeah. what we do. <laughs> right. Just here's a bassoon <laughs> and here's perfect fifths. Let's start with perfect fifths. This is like <laughs> yeah, yeah. the harmonic structure that was like I was I was like so geeking out. Anyways, um, yeah, they love it. Uh, Sweet. It's, it's up there with with the best. And and again, compared to his last film, Romancing the Stone, it's incredible that his first Alan Silvestri's first actual orchestral score is this and it's still maybe his best or top you know what i'm what about mac and me (laughs) (laughs) let's not forget mac and me i cannot Um, believe he did that me neither um okay (laughs) sometime once we do our et episode we'll have to do a um patreon Yes. Uh, Mac and me episode behind the paywall. Okay. Because I don't know that people actually want to hear that. Yeah. But they would pay money for it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but. <laughs> well, that's, that is first on the list for indefensibles. Ooh, great idea. Yep. Okay. Whew, lots of ideas, but right now we have work to do. Wait, dude, one more indefensible and it's related to this. The secret to my success, Michael J. Fox, my other. Yeah. It's like favorite, just like, why do I love this movie so much? So it has a dollar sign in the title, right? right? It's success. And the final S is a dollar sign. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's trying to make it New York. Uh, it is so good. Yeah. Okay. We're, we we have a whole bunch of things we want to do behind the paywall someday. Yep. Nation. Keep your ears on the podcast because we're talking about a Patreon soon. We're we're pumped about this. Um, so we have yeah. our lawyer. We have a lawyer set up. He's going to help us yeah. form our our inc- like we're going to incorporate two gomers LLC or something. But dude, they're getting serious. This we, we joke a lot. We joke a lot. This is for real. And this is going to be really fun. And it's going to be stuff you're all are going to want to be a part of. It's not it's not like sometimes we just like, you know, s- sell stuff that's silly or funny. This is like legit so serious no jokes it's we're, all gonna be completely boring no funny stuff <laughs> that's all behind the pa- the patreon paywall that's coming but this is the back to the future results show Woot. we gotta yeah. get to the results yep 
and then we're going to bring our it, we're going to bring in our very special guest. Yep. Someone you've heard the name of mm-hmm. for a dozen years. We're finally mm-hmm. bringing him on. Um but before we get to our guest, results. Okay, here's what I was thinking since it was a listener's choice. Yep. The listeners chose this episode above the other 3 that we put in, right? Which were Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Movie sucks. Big sucks. <laughs> Silly string. The everywhere. Goonies. Trash. Goonies never We don't want to talk about any of those. <laughs> so they chose Back to the Future as uh, the first of our kind of battles for listeners' choice. I think the listeners should vote first. Yep. Love it. And then we go. So okay. listeners, you, me. How about that? Love it. Awesome. Okay. So the votes are in. Mm-hmm. Voters came back to the voting booths. Yep. Socially distanced. They took their masks. After taking a full week off because they did not want to vote for Mad Max Fury Road, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are back. We got a lot of votes. And dude, not only did they say yes. Yeah. They said yes in a big way. Okay. If you say yes and I say yes, this will go on the list yep and it will not only do that it will go to the top of the list if we begin to count actual percentages yeah it will be number one because back to the future came in at 95 percent yes wow dude that's huge yeah there there was probably a couple hours where it was at 100 mm-hmm. i think i might have voted at that point um, from my own personal yeah. account on instagram i was like right. voted of course that's 100%. allowed yeah, totally. Yeah. You only get one, I mean, so. What, what, when November comes, Donald Trump's going to waltz right into that booth, vote for himself, I'm assuming, so we can <laughs> vote for ourselves. Okay, so you, it sounds like you did vote yes, but we need to go through the formalities. Ah, good so point. So the listeners say yes. Anthony, yep. your vote, please. Okay, so my theory on this is that yeah. all of our listeners choice episodes are going to end up on the flash drive that's just like my theory working theory right now interesting which is like listeners choices they're always going to vote for them so these are very and and we're not going to probably say no on well who knows well maybe there's a there's a point at at some point where we take four (laughs) movies we dislike okay there we go and have listeners choose one that they think is the best but that was not the case this time. Okay. T- yeah, totally. Okay. So my vote, obvious. Yes. Timeless time travel movie. How do you do it? Like everything <laughs> about it rules. The plot holes uh-huh. kind of thing are even hilarious and super fun to debate ever since we were six years old or whatever. Um, right. And the recast, like we said, absolute made mm-hmm. it. This w- this movie wouldn't be what it was had they not taken those bold steps. So 100% yes for me. Okay. Two yeses. Okay. You know, I was going, I was going back and forth. Yeah, right. But you know, what was the, the, the thing that pushed me over the edge is I'm lately, I'm really relating to Marty McFly because I'm such a skateboarding dude. Oh yeah. Right now. And so I was like, like thing, things all of a sudden. Mm Mm-hmm. Made sense, yeah. Because I'm I'm a skateboarder now, so just kidding, dude. Of course, of course, yes. This is like Back to the Future is like original 
conversation about this podcast yep movie yep like it's the you can trace the the what we are now back to this this is the um this is the mon- the outbreak monkey <laughs> right back to the future is the monkey in outbreak we talk about the outbreak monkey a lot yeah but- back to the future is patient zero of perfect movie podcast yeah, it, it is worth Dustin Hoffman stealing a helicopter, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. running through the woods with a dart gun, and then extra- they extract the blood from Back to the Future. They they see it on the computer screens. It all makes sense. They inject it into Rene Russo. All of a sudden, all her uh, every all it cures what ails her, and she decides, I don't want to divorce you anymore, Dustin Hoffman. Spoiler alert! I want alert. to look at those pictures. You, we can share the two dogs. That's what Back to the Future is. <laughs> Patient zero of perfect movie, of course. Yes, congratulations, Back to the Future. You're on the list. Woo! You go up to the aliens. They're going to get converted. I believe in this movie. It's going to go up. If this is on the top of the list, the first movie they watch, immediate good boys and girls. Okay. Yep. It's a perfect movie. Now, we have a guest. We got to talk. We got to pick his brain about this too. Our guest is a lawyer. Yep. Our guest is a friend of ours. Our guest is a movie fan. Yep. Our guest is the Chad. So if people have been listening to this podcast since the beginning, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we mentioned Chad in the premiere episode of, this, <laughs> of our podcast career. <laughs> Chad is patient zero. <laughs> he's, he's an original gomer. We go all yep. the way back to third grade. Maybe even wow. before. Um yeah. probably one of my first sleepovers, right? Like Wow. Uh yeah, so we hear your voice, Chad. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Chad Camp. Hi, Chad. Hey guys. Hey guys, hey Gomer Nation. How's everybody doing? So so I go way back with Chad. I go to middle school. You guys yep. met in third grade. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Anthony well, Anthony and I you know, you guys sometimes talk about my freakish memory. We were across the hall from each other in first grade. Wow. Okay. Um, so we, we had different teachers, but we're across the hall. But I think in third grade, we started becoming buddies. And then by the time we got to like fourth and fifth, we were pretty much best friends. So it's been it's been a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, with Stephen, Stephen Middle School, I it was first Alex because he was in my language arts yep. class. My brother Alex. And yep. you guys had just, yeah. You guys had just moved back from Vienna, and I would always ask him to speak in German, mm-hmm. and he never would. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been good, but um, and I should say, I think I might have been the first guest ever yeah. <laughs> on one of your podcasts, and it was on a really bad recorded version <laughs> um, on one of the Christmas episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, uh, So that was great. Uh, don't take offense to this, Chad, but it's probably our worst episode. <laughs> or, uh, yeah yeah not yeah. on you though i mean you bring a guest in <laughs> no, no. Right. yeah but uh, technology has improved since then um and so we thought right. it's time to bring chad back i got a red hat that says that on it yep. um so <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing uh anthony can you do the 
Can you do the yeah Lacroix? Yeah. Because I have a question for Chad about that relates to this. Yep. So this is very uh-huh. very important. So here we go. Ready? Yeah. Yep. Hey, how's it going over here? <laughs> so good to be back at Celery Hall, room two eighty, with my roommate Chad Kemp. <laughs> Wait, he wasn't my roommate. He was my across the street neighbor. Oh gosh. <laughs> so this is the story Classic. I've heard, Chad, which is that. And I just found this out recently that this voice that Anthony is doing is the voice of you guys, Chad and Anthony, you guys were roommates, Celery Hall, Celery Hall, UW-Madison. Yep. The guy across right. the way from you talked like this. Yes. Right? Right. Yes. That's, so <laughs> the there's a guy across the hall from us, our freshman year of college. His name was Chris Knudsen. He, that, he knows and the he name. Was, I knew it. Yeah. Yes. And and he he was from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. So for people that don't know, that's like north of Eau Claire. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's it's you know people yep. sound like they're from Fargo up there. So Anthony's right. voice sounds exactly like it. Interestingly enough, this is this is going to shock Gomer Nation too. Chris Knutson is now a physician that lives in Georgia near Anthony. Whoa, that's yes. unbelievable. So I don't, I'm sure he's never heard any of the podcasts, but he's, he probably, he would, I'm sure he would crack up knowing that his voice is still, still going strong wow. after 20 some years. This is, My this favorite. is groundbreaking stuff. A, a 12 year old, a 12 year <laughs> mystery solved. My favorite memory yeah. still, uh, other than the late night, let's go to Ho-Chunk. Anybody want to go to Ho-Chunk? <laughs> Just shouting that Just, down the hall? This right. guy was doing Shout, that? It would be like 1, p- 1 a.m. Uh-huh. And like yeah. you could just hear it in the hall. Anybody want to go to Ho-Chunk? Ho-Chunk was a casino. a casino. Right. A casino. Um, right. He, <laughs> I just remember there was a time where he was like, like uh, just blasting Tang all over the... All, all over the the hall, right? He was like, bow to yeah. the Tang gods. Right? Yeah, like, he 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 had had too much to drink probably, and he came back from a house party. And whenever Knutson came back into the dorms, everyone locked their door because he would just destroy your room. So, so we heard this yelling in the hallway, and he had this large thing of Tang that he bought from Ed's or Pops, which is where we went to eat. Yep. Yeah. And he, the guy who was directly across the hall from us was a guy, it was Jay and Jeff. And he yeah. took all this tang, he took all this tang and was throwing it against the door. And there was ketchup and hot sauce. Yeah. And so so Anthony and I opened the door and we were like, hey, Knutson. He's like, you must bow to the tang god. He was nuts. Wow. <laughs> but it's still great. Blasting tang. Great I thought that was some sort of euphemism, but it was actually tang. <laughs> yeah, for real. Right. But now it was powdered. It was powdered tang. Yep. Now it sounds like he's saving the world through his physician's ability. So, yeah. dude, man, right. that's great. He's really changed his ways. We should go uh-huh. find him, Chris Knutson. Yeah. Doctor uh, Chris Knutson. Yep. I, I had one more thought on this, real quick. Not yeah. on Knutson or the how's it going, but I was thinking about it because this kind of ties into like the '90s. Mm-hmm. So. Back to the Future was made in 1985, and they went back 30 years to 1955, which is another world. Yeah. Um, now that I, I just had this like thought the other day that that would be like us in 2020 going back to 1990. Yeah. Like it, it that doesn't 
seem Oof. as much of like a different world, but is it? Like yes, substantially different. <laughs> I, I know it is, Think but about- he, like so, just imagine being a forty-year-old watching Back to the Future in 1985. So you're 40. It's 1985. You're seeing this movie. You think of 1955 like we think of 1990. You know That's what I mean? Real weird. It. Yeah, I think that. I mean, you think of it this way: like some of the things that that were standard, right? Mm-hmm. In 1985. Uh huh. Like, just take for example, um, cross continental travel on airliners. Yeah. That was relatively new in 1955. In 1985, it's just like I'm just gonna get a flight to Hill Valley or wherever you're going, right? Yeah. Um. So just something like that that's so large and. In uh, in 1985 and in 1955, it was a newer thing. It wasn't something that average families did. Yeah. Just that, uh-huh. right? Totally. So I I so. would say probably something like the internet. So yeah, yeah. N- the, the internet in 1990 was you know two computer two giant computers connected between two garages or something. I I know it was right. more than that, right. but like now it's everything. Right. In yep. 2020, right. the Internet yeah. is everything. It is the world. It's um, how we're talking right now. Right. Exactly. Right. To- and so when you go back 30 years and that's not there. But right. But here, here's something I was thinking about. My kids. Yep. They they have a they have a deep bench of 80s movies that are uh, a, yeah. a, a part of their lives. I do not think yeah. I had that with 50s movies that's that is a super <laughs> right. yeah that's a suit like like their exposure to 1990 1985 1980 uh-huh. yeah is so much bigger right. than yours would have been then right yeah it doesn't yeah, seem like our, a yeah, foreign land right right our exposure would have been like leave it to beaver or dennis the menace those things that you saw sure. like on nick at night yeah yeah right yep, definitely um yeah, yeah it, it's hard it uh, i it is really trippy to think about that if the movie was remade today, yeah. it would be um, it would be a teenager traveling back in time to 1990, and that feels like yeah. shrug. Yeah, see, maybe yeah. that's what it. it but maybe it's because we were alive then, and we're like, yeah. even though it was a completely different world, absolutely, right. we were there though. Yeah. So like, but we were 11. I I don't know. It's just a trippy, no. weird thing to think about. Definitely. The technology, we don't think about it because we lived through it. Yeah. Think of it this way, like not to get super nerdy, but I'm going to because oh, that's just who we are. Do it. So I, I, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure the episode, the final episode of um, Star Trek: The Next Generation, um, best of both worlds. Yeah. Was like in night was in 1990, and I remember watching those sometimes at Anthony's house, yeah. uh, you know, on a sleepover or with my dad, thinking. Man, these guys walk around with these tablets, uh-huh. right. you know, in their hands, little computers, and that's technically like 400 years in the future in this fictional universe. Right. Yeah. And then one day I was sitting with an iPad yeah. and had this epiphany, like, I am holding <laughs> what, I used to, what I used to yearn for, yeah. and I didn't even think about it. Right. Yeah. So that technology, you know, we just, we don't pay attention to it, but if we went back to 1990 and we had to make a phone call... Uh-huh. We'd have to find a payphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but where is my yep. T Earl Grey hot? I'm waiting yeah. for my T Earl Grey hot. When are they going to invent T Earl Grey hot? 
<laughs> yeah, food replicators is the bit is the thing we either need or really do not need. <laughs> Dude, okay, if we had food replica- replicators during the quarantine, like everybody would be like, oh, God. "Give me a Lum- Lumonati's pizza," uh, and then like whatever else you know. I would yeah. want one of those every day right. if I could have it. Yeah. Right. Hey, I, I, yeah. I would just ask for some toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You could probably 3D print some of that. Yeah, crap. the machine would tell you that it's out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would just say, we're out. All right. Chad, we've asked you to join us today for two main reasons. One is that we want to ask you, we want to pick your brain as a lawyer about what you think about yeah. our, uh, you know, we're, about, we're like five months into this podcast now. What your thoughts are on our kind of gimmick of putting movies on trial, if you have any thoughts on that. But we know you're a movie fan. We know you love Back to the Future, and so we wanted to start there. Yep. I have a couple prepared questions. Absolutely. Um, the first one is we, we talk a lot about where we were first exposed to a movie. And so can yep. you remember when you first saw Back to the Future? <clears throat> I... I know I didn't see it in the theater. Okay. Um, my my parents were, um, as you know, I could pretty much watch um, a lot of really almost anything as long as there wasn't anything super violent. Uh-huh. Um, but I I feel like I watched this on a VHS cassette, like like probably a lot of people did, and I feel like we watched it in our living room at my house on Schumann Drive. Okay. Schumann. And so I might have been around like seven seven years old eight years old Mm -hmm. because there are there's some language in this movie my my parents didn't really filter a lot of that out yeah but um but yeah i feel like it was i was around seven or eight okay on your vhs on your vcr at home i mean that's my experience too and i do i now that you mentioned the language um there does seem to be something that happened where you could get away with a ton of crap on a PG rating in the 80s. Right. And so there's a lot of language in this movie. Same with Goonies. Yep. There's language. Yeah, and you can. Yeah. There's there's a fair amount of pervy stuff, like we mentioned on the episode, too. Like, <laughs> like I do think the peeping Tom thing. I wonder if yeah. they could just. That's that's uh, I think they could have done something different there to like. Yeah. Yeah, they. I think they. I, if I can remember correctly, again, legal nerd. Um, <laughs> but there was a, a a law that was passed in 1990 to help um, curb a lot of the violence and gratuitous things that children were seeing uh-huh. mm. uh, on television. And I think it was Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, that kind of shepherded that through Congress. Oh, yeah. So that law effectively ended Saturday morning cartoons because oh. what it required was that for every 15 minutes of, you know, programming, they'd had to have like five minutes or something like that of education. Oh, right. So that's huh. how you got really crappy cartoons like Captain Planet instead of having <laughs> Looney Tunes. So advertisers are just like, screw this. Yeah. We're not going to pay money. And the cartoons went away. So you, I could imagine like around that time, like 1990, the movie industry adjusted to that. Yeah. R- yeah, sure. probably. Because you watch a Goonies, for instance... And those kids are swearing up a storm right. like sailors, and they're knocking <laughs> body parts off of statues and gluing them on the wrong way, and it's just a free for all. Right. Oh, dude! I mean, Bad News Bears. There's one kid on there, Tanner, 
who's like just slinging like racial epithets <laughs> right well, and, yeah, and swearing a, at people yep. so you can't you can't do that now no yeah pg it's a different pg world now right <laughs> right right um, yeah and that was a kids movie yeah definitely <laughs> okay so um lots uh, i'll tell you one of the biggest things that happens after we record an episode and put it out is people start it's it's like clockwork people start commenting how could you forget to talk about blank mm, okay right why didn't you talk yeah. about this expression they had on their face at this moment and we're like we can't get to everything and so i was thinking about you a lot actually as we were recording the back to the future episode what in what we were missing and so i'm wondering chad as you were listening to the episode you've listened to it now what did we miss that you wished we had talked about from back to the future Sure. Okay. Well, I have a list, and I'm going to try and hit them quickly. First of all, <laughs> to what first of all to what Anthony said, this this movie is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect '80s movie. It was filmed in that time period. They captured that period perfectly, and then they were able to capture the '50s perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. part of why it works so well. Yeah. But um, the things that I I thought you guys would jump on that you didn't, um, the character of George McFly. Yeah, is incredible. We didn't give much. We didn't give much space to George. He, You're right. Yes, right. George McFly is incredible. He's he's arguably the unsung hero of the movie. He's hilarious. Just his laugh. Yeah, yeah. Just his laugh when when he's when he's eating the peanut brittle. When I was listening to that part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Just just that. There's that scene right there is hilarious. And you guys did you know mention that, but his laugh particularly is great. Like. If you ever see Crispin Glover, I have no idea how he came up with that because he's such a cool dude. Yeah. But somehow he came up with that that laugh. I mean, you're you're um, right. He is making acting choices. It's it's not just oh, like you hire Crispin so Glover good. and then he's not going to do anything weird. And so he he creates yeah. <laughs> a character that is that is forever going to be mimicked and quoted, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't have any. Well, he has density and stuff like that but his, just that laugh is just <laughs> yeah, yeah he just made a choice i wonder if he just did that <laughs> like right. on the spur of the moment right. it's so fun to watch well and you know just that the scene you mentioned in in lou's cafe when he walks up and he's holding the notepad out in front of him like it's pulling him to her and then, <laughs> right and he says lorraine my density popped me to you like watch <laughs> her reaction her timing is brilliant too in her response she just looks at him deadpan it's like yeah what <laughs> and, and, and that exchange right there is so good. So good. If any of us were in that situation, I think in real life, there first of all, there's no way we would have done that. Mm-hmm. We would have been too scared. Yeah. Right. Um, so the way he acts in that scene, the way he is basically that same 17 year old kid, 30 years later, trapped in a dead end job, <laughs> you know, working under yeah. Biff. Yeah. He, I think he's, he's brilliant in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, I, I took a deep dive the other day and watched like a ton of interviews with Crispin Glover. We uh-huh. we didn't even talk about the Crispin Glover like effect at all, or like yeah. in the sequels and all that. So maybe if right. we ever do a a uh, perfect sequel, yeah, one day. Yeah, yep, um, but yeah. <laughs> the the other th- there's a couple other things that I picked apart and found. Um, 
one that's one that's interesting. I don't know if people have thought about this, and I know we probably will talk a little bit about the science and the theory because I have a couple on that. But Biff getting knocked out by George was actually better for him. Mm. And I don't know if you guys have ever thought yep. about better this. for who? So, better for Biff. And the, well, it was better for everyone. It was better for Biff though, especially. Oh, okay. Um, and here's here's why. Yeah. So. In the beginning of the movie, they're working, obviously, some dead-end office job, uh-huh. right? Biff is his supervisor. He's basically forcing him to do all of his work for him, mm-hmm. right? We would assume that this is probably some boring corporate job, whatever it is, right? He gets knocked out because of Marty's influence. Uh-huh. Now, fast forward to the new timeline. Biff now has some humility. Yep. But he also owns his own auto detailing business. So he is, is his own man. Mm-hmm. Right. He That's loves cool. cars. Yeah. He loves. Right. He loves cars. He he had his car dumped on twice in 1955. Yep. So I'm thinking like what happened was was after George punched him and having to deal with that that car in 1955, he decided he was going to go into business for himself. So it probably was good for him, huh. too. But we typically think it was bad. Yeah, dude, that That's is great. a very good point. Mm-hmm. He went from like. Right low-end manager sort of dude to like a private right. you know small business owner yeah right uh, with that yeah. you know that's pretty awesome I, I i always think about biff's wife <laughs> we never <laughs> meet but but she right. must exist right. because he has a grandson yep. we also never mm-hmm. meet biff's son right mm-hmm. so we meet right. griff his grandson right. but we never meet biff's son but i wonder if even maybe his like his wife is happier with him. I really, I've never thought about that. Biff is better off, maybe because <laughs> he still holds some sort of grudge because of what he does. Then, in Back to the Future Two, right, right. Um, but his yeah, life but, is better. You're right. He owns a business. He's his own man. I love right. it. No, I was just gonna say. I I want to think that in in the original Back to the Future at the beginning, he's still pining for. Leah Thompson, uh-huh. right? He's like, say hey to your mom for me. <laughs> right, like sure. maybe, even <laughs> maybe even some of that's gone away. Like maybe he's actually happy in his marriage. He's a small business owner. You know, like yeah. you're totally right, dude. Yeah. Um, the other thing you guys talked about that I thought um, maybe I feel like I should save this, but it's too good. Oh, that's all right. I t- I sent I sent a text message to you guys after listening to the podcast. Yeah. And one thing that everyone says it's frustrated about is like, how is it possible that they don't remember Marty? Mm. And I said to you guys in the text, they do remember Marty. Okay. Okay. Biff Biff remembers him. Here's here's how I think this this works. Okay. All right. So so they have two kids, Dave and Linda, and then they say, you know what? We should name our next kid after the guy who got us together right right yeah okay so and it's a name and lorraine and the new 1955 said oh marty what a nice name so she names her baby marty Uh then remember when marty said if you ever have a kid and when he's eight years old lights the carpet in the living room on fire go easy on it yeah Yeah. so that that event happens and then they're like whoa (laughs) this kid named marty just lit the carpet on fire (laughs) then fast forward and he grows up and they're like this is the guy that got us together. So I think they know because it, when they're looking out and Marty's kissing Jennifer at the end after he's gotten his new four by four, yeah, they're standing there holding each other in the doorway, yep. looking at him. Yep. 
So, so I think they know. And Lorraine's thinking, That's, I wish yeah. that was me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if, oh, to be young again. <laughs> right. I, I mean, so uh, you shared this theory with us on text. Right. Um, you, what you are, you're suggesting that Lorraine and George McFly know that their son is a time traveler. That's, that's what you, that's what you're saying. They know he's the Marty that saved them. Yes. I, you know, I could, dude, I could get behind that. I think I, I love the idea that when they're looking, they're like, yup, that was the moment that he came back to. Like, Mm. that's what they're thinking when they're seeing him with Jennifer reunited. Uh, like if, if you could go into their heads, a little interior monologue dialogue, they're like, mm-hmm. it all came true. It, this was why else real. would they let him? Why else would they let him hang out with a crazy scientist? <laughs> no, you. So it's like don't a you chicken remember? And the egg. He was tabling at a job fair, <laughs> like I like right. I said last time, and the intern. It all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a couple other things I I saw. Like one, just like little um, tiny Easter eggs. Like I did notice when when Biff goes in the fridge mm-hmm. and he's mad. He's like, you know, I would get your car back here, and all you have is light beer. Yeah. yeah. If you look in the refrigerator door, there's Bud, just regular Budweiser, but he grabs a Miller Light. Ah. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's plot hole. That's one thing. Plot hole. Right. Never mind. <laughs> all I you gotta know. Um, right. <laughs> Um, the other things that I thought, and I watched this with Elliot, so we were trying to pick other, you know, mm-hmm. other things that were interesting. Lorraine made meatloaf for dinner at that first dinner. Yeah. Mm. And her mother did the same thing back in 1955. Oh, love mm. it. Um, so history repeats and then itself. The, the, meatloaf repeats correct. itself. And then the, right. And then the really big things. So can we, let's talk about the scene with the mall, at the mall mm. where, where he, they first see the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And Doc says, "Look, I'm gonna. I want to show you something." He backs, puts Einstein in the car, backs the car up, and then they walk into the path of the DeLorean. And then he has the famous line, yeah. "You know, by my calculations, if when you see 88 miles an hour, you're gonna see some serious, you know what, right?" Yeah. And yep. he starts Seriously. driving the car right at him and Marty. <laughs> Has uh, he ever invented anything that yep. has worked? <laughs> Who would do that? Okay, he's so confident. So this, this, well, this is the this is the the suicide theory. It's insane. This is the suicide theory, right? Okay. Okay. Which, is it? Okay, which I've is, never heard this. I, I've I heard I've heard this. We I feel like we've talked about this at some point before. But that so the suicide theory is that if he if this doesn't work then he'd rather be dead. I see. Like this, he poured mm. all of his life savings, all of his family fortune into making the flux mm-hmm. capacitor work and making a time machine. And so right. like the so like the sucky part about that theory is that he brings Marty, Marty into, into it. Marty into that, yeah. yeah. Right? Right, so, right. So that's where I don't think that that one, because he's too good of a dude, right. I, I don't think he would have wanted Marty to die had that... I could see him, you know, being like, if this doesn't work out, that's it. But okay, I, not I think Marty I know why. It. I think I got it. Okay. Okay. He knew if this works, it's going to be one of the coolest visuals in film history. <laughs> that it's going <laughs> right. to go between our legs. <laughs> those those right. fire trails. Right. Marty's going to turn, but not lift uh-huh. his feet. Right? He turns, looks back. <laughs> 
the the um right. the license plate spins and yep. doc said it's worth it if i can pull this off right <laughs> it's gonna go down in history and so let's do it um it, so it, it was is, a breaking of the fourth wall like he's like i'm in a movie like yeah he's he pulls a deadpool looks into the camera this is gonna right. be great <laughs> yeah. well he do, he does some other crazy things too like you know, there's two two parts. Like one, who is he hanging out with that he knows Libyan terrorists, where he can get access to plutonium? <laughs> he knows a guy who right. knows a who guy. Are, yeah. Who are those? <laughs> right, right. And then um, also, you got to remember, he sent Marty to his lab to pick up the the recorder. Uh-huh. So while knowing that there is a possibility that these Libyans are out there, he sends his best friend to the lab. Right. The only place where they would look for him <laughs> to go pick up a the the like, suitcase is literally there. It's under the bed. Right. Like, <laughs> like so he's he's definitely a crazy person, but yeah. you know we love him. Yeah. So okay, okay, so you brought up his best friend. Um, this so one of our listeners, and I I can't remember who said it. I'm so sorry. Um, said to us, he's actually not cool. Right, Marty is actually not cool, and their evidence was right. that he doesn't actually have any friends. And I think that is interesting. We don't ever see Marty have a friend. He's got Jennifer who rocks and sticks mm-hmm. with him, even though he's like checking out other chicks and uh, and then just hangs out with <laughs> Doc. Um, and then yeah. Doc, right? So you know what I mean? Like may- maybe he's not as cool as we thought. Is what they yeah, were saying? I, yeah, I, I think I think that's right. Mm-hmm. But but I still I still cooler than we were, so he, yeah. he's, he still exceeds <laughs> our coolness, and so it's still a guy that you want to be. And you know he punches real well, all that stuff. So that was something I hadn't thought of before. Like maybe he's not cool, but right. I mean you gotta admit we we were a little cool. We weren't Marty McFly cool. Anthony and I were on the homecoming court, so that counts for something. So was I. No, we all, cool we all had our McFly. places on the homecoming court. We were we <laughs> oh Steven was too. Weren't us three in the same homecoming court? Or was that with Alex? Remember. No, you and you and no, I, I were I, Anthony I, and then Chad, you were prom king, weren't you? No Chad was yeah, you were prom king or yeah. homecoming king or both? Yeah, no, Anthony was Anthony and I were in the same one, and I think you and Alex were in the year before I Anthony see. and I, Steven. Yeah, okay. Got it. Okay. So so, but so I think I think Marty definitely is has a little bit of dork to him. I I think he's kind yep. of an outsider. Yeah. Somehow he gets a smoking hot girlfriend. I don't know how that works. <laughs> two. Out. I mean, he gets Jennifer um, one and then Jennifer two. How did he land yeah, two knows hot Jennifer. Jennifers? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys, Stephen? You came up with a brilliant idea about this thing in the in the machine that governs not just time oh. but obviously space. Yeah. yeah. And and so part of that is like the one thing you said was I don't get it either you exist or you don't exist when he was disappearing yeah and so my thought was because you had that brilliant idea of this thing governing time and space mm-hmm. time and space works independently of of the machine obviously it's always moving and always going yeah is it possible that time and space knew that there was still a chance for Marty to save himself and his family. And that's why he didn't disappear instantaneously. Okay. So this gets into, we, we don't have much time to do this, but there, there's also something that right. we have not talked about yet. We may have to talk about this when we do Terminator 2, which is different theories of right. time, space in movies and how they work. 
So you get mm-hmm. some movies where no matter what you do, it's always the same like Bill and Ted, right? And so you can pre-plan right. things. And then right. you have the right. um, then you have kind of the category of movies where you can change things like Terminator and Back to the Future. Then there's yep. this third right. thing that's really thrilling to me is when time and space actually has a conscience. So Stephen King works a lot in this. Right. So like that 112263. Oh, so um, good. Where so good. time is working against the time traveler to try mm, to get right. it back to where it was because that's mm. just how things work. Right. And so when, a, when a, somebody tries mm. to mess with that, all of a sudden time fights back. And so I think <laughs> you could right. say that that's happening a little bit in Back to the Future because of how things tend to work so well. Um, right. Uh, so I, I love that idea that somehow there's some sort of greater governor <laughs> at work to right. make yeah. sure things work <laughs> right. out and kind of work themselves out. And yeah. then there's other movies like the J.J. Um, Abrams Star Treks that change time altogether and then creates a new separate yes. future. Yeah. Right. So and that then it's current like time skewed. still exists and then there's a skewing. And so then you have a second yeah. thing. Um, right. Yeah. And, and then there's Avengers Endgame where they're just like, what is is doesn't matter. We can do whatever <laughs> right. we want. What right. you're seeing now exists. Who cares? We're not going to try to explain anything. <laughs> Right. <laughs> is it is could this movie have been better if I mean we already agree it's perfect 95% of the people and actually I kind of want to know what the the 5% that said no it's not like <laughs> what qualifies as a perfect movie for them but yeah. <laughs> could this could this have hit 100% if they did not do Back to the Future 2 or 3? Oh, I that's a good question. I, I mean is, hmm. is it a better movie just by itself standalone with nothing after it? I think it might be. I love the other two, uh-huh. but I think it possibly could be even better. Wow, that's a very like just a one-off, absolute brilliant, self-contained. Who knows what happened after right. it? That's uh, that's pretty right. amazing thought. With dude. with an ending that just leaves everything to the imagination, right? Yeah. O- originally exactly. intended. Yes. Zemeckis wanted it to spur on generations of imaginings. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, that's a good point. Might it have gotten a 98, 99 if it's a standalone right. film? Maybe. Wow. Right. Because you can't really think of them without the others. Yeah. You that's know? great. I mean, I think I think of these really as two movies. I think of one by itself. And I saw two with Anthony and his dad. Yep. Right before we went camping. <laughs> yep. And then I'm I so glad that ch- you were there. I was trying to remember <laughs> if my memory was correct. And I'm glad yeah. you corroborated that. Because, yeah, we left yeah. and we were like, what? There's another huh. movie? Yeah. Like, da 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 Oh, yeah, the preview for three at the end of two. Yeah, I love that. Totally. Right, right. You know, so I feel like those movies almost are sandwiched together. Yeah. And one is by itself in its own own world. Yeah. So that's why I wonder, without those two, could this have just been, you know, 100%? Yeah. Hmm. They, they also, like, introduce things in two and three that are, like, that he hates being called a chicken. That's that's not in the yeah, first right. one. Right? Yeah. But you're just totally. supposed to be like, right. it's like how Kevin loves Christmas trees in Home Alone 2. It, like, what's your obsession with Christmas trees? He's not obsessed with Christmas trees, but in the second one, all of a sudden he is right. like you're, you're right. needing to pad it out a little bit more where that first right. thing is so pure. 
<laughs> yep. And tight yeah. and perfect. It's, yep. Yeah. Huh. It, it's, it's, um, I, I feel like that would be the case. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see if any of the Gomers out there that uh, said, you know, this isn't a perfect movie if they think that we're right on yeah. that. Would you be willing to change your vote? That's what we should do that poll. Right. Anybody that said no, would you change your vote if it was the only? I, I dig that. Right. That's well, super interesting, dude. Speaking of that, I do want to get to some listener feedback because we have okay. a comment along those lines. But first, Great. chat, maybe for yes. the next couple minutes. We started this thing, uh, this perfect movie podcast. We came up with the gimmick. We want to put a movie on trial. And so we've been doing that mm-hmm. for about five months. What do you think about that? How is that going? Is there anything that you would tweak um, being a person that's actually been – now, you, you, you're actually a courtroom lawyer, right? I mean, you go to court. Yeah. I'm a trial, trial lawyer, lawyer. So I, I do – yeah. So I do plaintiffs, uh, plaintiff's work. So I help people that have been you know, hurt. Okay. Um, but I, I'll tell you what. I was actually driving to a trial when I listened to the first episode, which was Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, and it was ju- – I didn't finish the first episode. Um, but I was so excited to listen to it. I did not know that you guys had this format picked out. Uh-huh. And at first when I listened to it, I was like, oh, dude, I totally could have helped them a ton. <laughs> but when I listened to it, it was so good. So the oh. format's really great. Yeah. Um, and and you guys have a pretty good idea, I guess, from watching like L.A. Law or something. <laughs> a few men mostly. kind of how it works. A few good right, men. Right, right, right. <laughs> Right. You guys are you guys are putting together, you know, your cases. Uh-huh. I guess one thing that I, I think that you could do to mix it up. Um, a lot of the movies that you're picking are movies that you posit are perfect and you want to hear what the Gomer Nation says. Right. I think one thing you sh- should consider doing would be and, and I know you've talked about this, but for sure, picking ones that Anthony or Steven thinks is perfect and the other one doesn't. Right. Or coming up with a list of movies that you absolutely cannot stand uh-huh. <laughs> that a lot of people out that a lot of people out there think are perfect. Okay. I like that. So one. doing the doing the opposite and then getting them anyone who votes, they have to do their two pieces of evidence uh-huh. and, and an explanation. That's good. Um that like that I think that would kind of make it interesting yeah. because there's a couple other podcasts out there that do s- something like that, and I, I think that would be kind of okay. cool. Yeah, that's great Sweet. advice, and I've written it down. Um, <laughs> Sweet. Cool. Awesome. Um, okay, let's read some listener feedback. Uh, I'll read this one from Albert. Okay. When J.J. Abrams himself uses the word perfect, as he did on the Josh Gad episode, you know it's perfect. Seriously, if this movie is not sent to V'ger, then I'm calling the Gomers as fake news. Relevant. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> very. That was very timely and relevant. Wow. Um, yep. Okay. Shane on Insta. That's the gram. Instagram. Mm. Um, said, anyone voting no has no soul. <laughs> I mean, I kind of... I kind of agree. I want to know what's going on. Maybe these people are having a bad day. I love, I love them all. I really want to talk to them about it, though. Well, maybe. Okay, maybe the five percent. Okay, 
take the soul out of it for a second. Maybe, like yeah. we said on the episode, maybe those 5% are the ones that want the Eric Stoltz version. <laughs> They're these contrarians. <laughs> yeah, like, the con- I yeah. I prefer Stoltz. Yeah, like... You know what, though? It, interestingly enough, when you look at some of the photos, Eric Stoltz looks like a better match mm-hmm. as a father-son with with, with Crispin Glover. Yes, that's mm, a like, great sure. point. It, yep. Yeah, he looks like Mar- like what Marty should look like coming from those two people. Yeah. Yep, his hair is darker, right? It, it, you're right. Totally. Yeah, that's a great yep. point. Bring back Stoltz. We should start a campaign. Release the Stoltz. We want, we want to see the Stoltz <laughs> right. cut. Um, yep. Dude, I, I yeah, yeah I, I heard that interview where from Biff um, that he was, uh, he said that he was called into the office and he thought oh, that yeah. he was getting fired. <laughs> oh, so, really? like, yeah. He was because they yes, were like, they incredible. called him at his home and he knew something was up. Like, he was like, there is stuff that is up. Uh-huh, and he was like working. super yeah. nervous. They said, "Come down. We want to have it." He's like, "Can you please just tell me over the phone, like what's going on?" They're like, "No, yeah. we just need. We'd like to talk to you in person." Huh. And he's like, "The whole drive, I was like, I'm getting fired." Wow, <laughs> that might have been his first movie. Like, I think can so. you imagine that? Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder yeah. why he wasn't on that Josh Gad special. No Thomas Wilson. I know. Yeah, yep. that's weird. I mean, he's still a he's still a working actor, right? I mean. Dude, he's great. Uh, yeah. I see Biff him everywhere. He's like, amazing. He does stand up too. Yeah. yeah. Um, he did a. Didn't he do a Back to the Future specific stand up about? Here's all the answers to the Back to the Future questions. So oh, never talk to me that. about this again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you for the last. He time. does one where he's playing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's good. <laughs> okay. Here's the last feedback. Anna Miyagi said, "Had to undo my original negative vote. Now mm. that I'm watching it again while working from home." It's actually timeless. Haven't watched this in years. The aliens will love it. Three exclamation points. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. You, you, oh. I think I wanted to include that because, I don't know, every time I watch it, I'm like, yep. oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Things that oh, I think when I'm, if, when if, I'm having arguments with friends don't work, you watch it again, you're like, they did it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Is it? Uh, here's one thing, and I I just thought of this. Is it possible that someone has such a hatred of Pepsi like me <laughs> that they voted no? Why did they put Pepsi in this movie, dude? Yeah. Coca Cola is the only. <laughs> Seriously, every time I see it, I'm just like, oh god, it's so gross. Or maybe yep. somebody with a <laughs> peanut allergy didn't like the peanut brittle scene. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Maybe yeah, if people yep. voted no, if that's that's the that's literally the only reason to vote no. Pepsi's in it. Okay, so Pepsi. Disgusting. You like the Eric Stoltz cut? Um, maybe you don't like his greasy hair. Uh, Crispin right. Glover. Maybe you don't like that they cut him from the next. Well, again, a whole other story. Yeah. But did you did know. you hear mm-hmm. that? Okay, one one last little fun fact. Okay. Crispin great. Glover gets hired. He shaves the sides of his head hmm. and comes right. to the first day of filming with that insane haircut that he has. You know how it's like long oh. and the sides yeah. are shaved. Yep, right. totally. And the producers yep. are like, "What are?" What what did you do? And he's like, mm, I'm right. Crispin Glover. I'm going to do whatever I want. And then they were just like, I guess. I guess this is a 50s haircut now. <laughs> it it does look kind of right. insane. Um, yeah, I, I heard somebody say that he is like a pre-Joaquin Phoenix uh-huh. kind of guy. Yes. Yes. You know, Definitely. like 
Yeah. Like that actually would have been a cool like recast if Joaquin yep. Phoenix was like ten years older. Would have been like yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, this is very timely <laughs> that we're talking about this because next week we're back at the beginning of the rotation. So what we're gonna do now, Nation, is we're gonna go a shared movie that both Anthony and I love. Then we're gonna do an Anthony's choice, then a Steven's choice, and then a listener's choice, and that's gonna be our rotation of four. Next week, an agreed-upon movie. Yes. Speaking of Joaquin, <laughs> Max and Jinx, friends forever. We're finally oh, yes. putting our astronaut suits on, it? and we're doing space camp next week. Um, oh, my we God. Bring your long it. belts, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, gosh. Um, it's going to be so good. Get ready for some yeah. nerdy bullies. You know those nerdy bullies? They're like, hey. I'm in space yeah. camp, but I'm also a bully. You so, mean he literally does what he's <laughs> t- t- told. Um, okay, so space camp next week. If you want to contact us, anything else you have to say about Back to the Future, we will never get tired of you telling us. You can go to our website. That's perfectmoviepodcast.com. You can go to our Facebook, Instagram, or send us an email. All of that is two gomers. Um, you can go to Apple podcasts leave us a review star rating that helps us get in more ears all over the nation and world um check out our other podcast two gomers run for their lives we're in the middle of a season called two gomers lose 20 in 2020 right now if you're new to that podcast you can start with our 10th anniversary episodes that's a great great way to start then come to our latest season we'd love to have you there thanks to jason for our graphics adam our webmaster thanks to the nation and thanks especially to the Chad Camp. Woo. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yeah. Tons Chad, of fun. We love uh, to give our guests, you're only our second one, and actually we didn't do this with Heck. <laughs> but in kind of so, like... So just me. Yeah, so just you. No, I want to make this a tradition. Last word. Any last for our guest? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it is the definition of a perfect movie in almost every way. You can fi- you can find plot holes in it, but even those are are good. Who cares? It's just really tough. Yeah, it's it's really tough to say it isn't. So, you know, good job. You guys are doing a great job, and I look forward to more more episodes. Oh wait, one more question. An- another new tradition. I want <laughs> yeah. you to give me. Your top three perfect movies. No commentary. Ooh. We just want to hear what your top Ooh. three perfect movies are, and that's how we'll end our guest episodes. Ooh, I could guess. Oh. I can guess. I can guess one of them for him. Okay. Uh, the Godfather. Okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. A real um, out of the box choice. The Godfather. <laughs> Like, right, come on, Chad. Right. Chad has been into the mafia since he was like a little kid. I don't know. You know what's special about me? I think The Godfather is a good movie. Yeah, well, you know when you guys when you guys do that, I'll have comments on the page and whatnot. Okay. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> um, so The Godfather, probably Back to the Future, okay. and then Three Empire Strikes Back. Wow, mm. that's a great list. All great. right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Chad. We love you, and we were glad to have you. Thanks, guys. Great app. Love you, dude. Yeah, love you guys, All right. too. Super fun. Have a great time watching Space Camp, everyone. Woo. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.
happy viewing.